2: what is going on yo? we are back another edition of no bets bar this time ufc vegas 87 rosen strike versus gildenstern
3: <laughs> uh, i was making a very lame joke uh because it would be better than the main event we're getting this saturday
2: no i can't even lie i didn't hear what you said
3: gildenstern
2: oh uh, um yeah, I mean, main event, you know, strike one and four in his last, uh, or one and three in his last four. Tazia, this will be his second UFC fight. Getting any Abus Magomedov vibes from this?
3: I don't know, but I saw something today, Connor, that it, it brought me down. I'm not going to lie to you. It brought me down. you really confirmed this, and I, I believe this is true. Maybe I miscounted somewhere, but... Because we've had so many new UFC champions in recent years, a lot of turnover, if you remove John Jones, Jairzinho Rosenstrike, this will be his sixth main event that is more than any non john Jones current UFC champion has main evented a card inside wow. the UFC.
2: That is incredible. That is an incredible statistic. And I mean, what can you say? The UFC likes the heavies. They love the heavyweights. Uh, they, There's they like nothing the like a heavyweight main event, especially at
3: the Apex. They love the heavies, uh, but I, I saw that on Twitter. I forget who it was. They're so sorry if it was you. Shout out to you if you were the one. Uh, and then I was like, that can't be true. Like, surely that's not true. And then it's like, actually, Rivers, this is his sixth event. And a lot of new champions not headlining a lot of cards. Wiley Zhang not headlining a lot of cards. It's just... It is what it is
2: how many of those main events have been at the apex as well I think Volkov was at the apex
3: I would I would bet I'm not looking at it but I would bet four I mean f- four already so this would be the fifth would be my guess gosh
2: Augusto, I, Augusto Sakai je Rosenstrike was the main event
3: I mean Shamil Gaziev is not that much different than Augusto Sakai for, <laughs> for being honest You're um, not wrong. I was he headline
2: UFC Vegas 20, UFC Vegas 26. Uh, who else? Who else has he has the headline? Well, then he also has a couple of headlines pre Apex era
1: mm, uh, as yeah. well. But
2: I think four of them have been in the Apex Volkov, so, Godziev, Sakai, and Gone.
3: That's a lot. Uh, I, I would assume that's Overeem was pre Apex, right? So that had to have been out, just because that's Overeem. Overeem wasn't mm-hmm. fighting by the time we were Apex. Um, did he fight Ingunu in the Apex? or Was that on another card?
2: It wasn't the Apex, but that was when the Apex was being used for Apex reasons. Oh, okay. Like that was that was May of 2020.
3: Oh, okay, okay, okay.
2: Yeah, the, the, actually, that was actually in Jacksonville in May of 2020. Oh. That was that they hadn't built the Apex yet.
3: Oh, okay. So then, yeah. So. Then that one, so that wasn't even there. That he, that wasn't a headliner. Then if that was in Jacksonville,
2: no, 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 no. that was the uh, Ferguson Gaethje card. Uh,
3: In my mind, that was the headline fight for whatever reason. But yeah, uh, man's getting a lot of traction out there. He's out there just putting in the work as a main eventer for the UFC. And
2: uh, three and five, three and five in his last eight.
3: We did BTL today. We did a little early. Uh, We're recording this on Tuesday. Um, we had a question come in and I learned a lot of facts about Suriname, so that was cool. But that's, I got to tell you, that's been the best part of, uh, of this nice. main event is me learning about Suriname. I, I then went down a deep rabbit hole and I, I got inspired by you fight feast, wonderful yeah. fight feast. Uh, oh, I'm actually week. looking yeah.
2: it up right now. Suriname food. What are we talking about?
3: I got to tell you, the cuisine looks exceptional. I mean, it's a, it's apparently a very melting pot culture, just a lot of diversity, a lot of different you know communities coming in. Cuisine looked amazing, and I could not find a Surinamese restaurant in Atlanta in my searches. So, because I I was gonna do it, I was gonna be like, you know what, I'll do a little I'll do a little Seaburk special for Saturday. I'll go out, I'll get some Surinamese food, um, you know, put it up on on the Twitter. It won't be as highly produced as Fight Feast, but I could do my own thing. And then it was tough for me to find any Surinamese food.
2: Yeah, it's. I'm not having a ton of luck finding it uh, Finding it in NYC either. I feel like that's that's the niche of the niche.
3: It's a small country, Connor. Uh, 93% of it is covered by rainforest. This was one of the fun facts wow, we pretty, learned. Yeah, that's uh, cool. Population is 600,000. So there are more people by many magnitudes in New York City than in the country of Suriname. Official language is Dutch. Shout um, out. That's shout, pretty we, sick.
2: We I, would never about have that. um,
3: I did not I. know that Dutch the official language. They asked and I guessed Spanish cuz you know South America and was was incorrect. Um but if you if you look up the cuisine it looks like something I'd be interested in. So if you're Surinamese out there, you you're in the Atlanta area, you know, hit me up. Shout out. I'll I'll come over for a home cooked dinner anytime you want to offer that, you know?
2: Brother You could have asked me what three countries does Suriname border? I never, (laughs) ever, ever would have guessed. Uh, Uh, (laughs) Brazil, Guyana. Brazil,
3: I know. And then French Guinea and Ecuador?
2: Guyana. Guyana. Actually, man, I guess it, it wouldn't really fit. There is a Guyanese. There's I mean, a there's a Guyana that, restaurant right near me.
3: That's got to be similar. I, I did not look up uh, Guyanese cuisine to know, but I just sort of have to assume that there's some overlap there, right? Got to be. Dutch? Um, Dutch. How, how many
2: countries in South America have the official language of Dutch?
3: Can't be a lot of them. Can't be a lot of them. So, All right, well,
2: that was uh, that's interesting, man. This, Biggie this Boy, fun shout facts. out yeah.
3: Fun Facts, yeah, Facts with, with Connor and Jed.
2: He's got to be the only fighter from Suriname in the UFC.
0: Oh, Carlson I Harris, say that that's not
2: entirely
3: true. I could be off of maybe
2: that, maybe now.
3: I he was definitely the first, I do know for a fact that, but I feel like you at know, some know where Carlson is.
2: Harris is from,
3: Guyana. Is that right? Oh, right Guyana. next door. Oh, see, right the door. next door. Right next door. I I knew
2: he had a he had a flag you don't see too often.
3: um, Let me let me take a gander and see if I see any other Surinamese. Oh, Tyrone Spong, who's not in the UFC, but is uh, apparently Surinamese. I mean, it's it's
2: surprising how many Brazilian fighters there are. I mean, they are legendary when it comes to the sports of mixed martial arts. And then just to the north, Suriname, Biggie Boy is their greatest export.
3: I mean, the whole, the cuisine is their greatest export. If you looked to be seen.
2: at
3: some of those pictures, man, it's, I gotta tell you what they're cooking up. Seems like something I want to be a part of.
2: I might have to do a little further research on this if uh, I can figure something out. Um, all right. Last week, Mexico city, uh, PFL Bellator. How'd we do?
3: Not great. Um, as has happened every week, but one this week, it came down to the main event. I lost mm. the main event.
2: Um, yeah, yeah. I lost the main event on two split fronts. Split
3: decision. And uh, wow. just, I mean, obviously, I also lost the under with you. Yep. Uh, yep. Split decision main event. I, I scored it for Moreno, but I have no issues with you scoring it for Roy It's not a robbery, but. Once again, the difference, every, every weekend this year basically has just been like, all right, I hope I got the main event right, and I have been pretty bad at getting main events haven't, right this year. I haven't filed in a, a winning week yet. Nope. Another, another small loss. I am uh, down five units on the year total. Just I had the one actual 298 was at least like a real losing week. Like a, yep. we, Like everything else I've lost like a little under a unit and just... Can't get the main event to hit, or else we could get into the black. Stuff.
2: I was on. I was on the cusp of having my biggest week ever. I was. I was up eleven units going into the main event. Nice. Missed the under. Missed Brandon Moreno to finish a, a parlay. So, still finished up like seven units on the week. Back to back great weeks. Firmly in the green now for 2024. Hopefully, we can continue that. that trend upwards. But, yeah, the Jacker Manson fight. Jacker Manson Joe Piper needed either the under or Joe Piper. Missed them both. Main event here needed either the under or Brandon Moreno missed them both um, so unfortunate but it is what it is so happy to wait. happy to get away in some green clean sweep for me on PFL nice four unit dub on old
3: PFL I love that for I mean our Romero bet hit love that for Romero us.
2: under easy as pie in that main event
3: I realized after uh, they did the the stare down at the weigh-ins oh like, I can't believe I bet on Ryan Bader. The size I have,
2: differential
3: I have regrets about this and then I was still like I don't know man because then the odds kept moving towards uh fajeda and I was like I mean he's still not very good why is Ryan Bader this big of an underdog now and then I was like oh because as soon as he hits Ryan Bader Ryan Bader is going to be um out he does not want any part of El problema and so I have only myself to blame also if I had just not made that bet we'd be fine too but yep
2: I mean that's Five the wheels, thing, you know. L- losing bets are—they uh, hurt. They hurt, they hurt bad. Not making a bet's a lot better than losing a bet. I can tell you that much. Um, but we push I've, on.
3: I've internalized that for this week, mm-hmm. Connor. Mm.
2: That's a good way to do it. Uh, I don't even have that much action, but I have too much action for this card. I can tell you that much. I don't even have that much action, but I got too much action for this card. <laughs> I have uh, three bets.
3: One, one is a gimmick parlay. Oh, I love it. it.
2: I love it. Uh, well, the good news is Flyweight Unders, I think we can officially stamp. You know, they're going to be a case-by-case thing. I
3: had a, tough, I had a tough go.
2: Looked good for a minute. Two and one. I was like, man, we're... Sh-. And two and one and then the, the uh, fights that were favored to end inside the distance to go, it was looking good. But alas, we roll on... Two,
3: I mean, Altamirano, like... It was, oh, yeah. it was that I was like, okay. looked like it. All right. Looked there's some like chances it. here. Really looked like it. And then it was like, oh, never mind. Bummer. and Things just unfortunate. Unfortunate is the word.
2: All right. UFC Vegas 87. Let's start with the main event. We just mentioned it. Jarzinho Rosenstrike taking on Shamil Gatyev. Uh Right now, Shamil is your favorite. Uh, in just his second MMA fight, in just his second UFC fight, uh, getting the main event spotlight. Minus 162. Rosen strike coming back at plus 136. one uh, thirty-six. Don't I, I, I can't decide on a side. Uh, I have no faith in Shamil's cardio. Uh, he's been over the one and a half just one time. And he I just also, punches also, as
3: hard as he possibly can every time he yeah. swings. I also think
2: Biggie Boy has faced the better level of competition. Uh, I kind of feel like this is going to be a slugfest. Shamil could maybe take it to the ground. Probably his best option with with Jairzinho's grappling abilities. Uh, but I don't know, man. I, I don't know if I can trust Shamil on on just his. Set. I mean, this guy was an underdog to Martin Budai in his very last fight, and now we're we're getting him as a minus one sixty five against a guy who was a. A lot more experience than him. And if this fight goes longer, we've seen Biggie Boy go to decisions before, five-round decisions. Uh, I really don't favor him. Um, So I don't know on a side. I am going to go with the under one-and-a-half, though, as I just mentioned. Shamil been on over one-and-a-half one time in his career. And then Biggie Boy, nine of his last 13 have gone on to the one-and-a-half. I think someone's getting caught here. And I think it probably happens in the first round.
3: Very likely. This will not... I repeat, not be a heavyweight over. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're a part of heavyweight over bandwagon, uh, Rosenstrike and Gaziev are both enemies of the state. I mean, Gaziev just has no interest in seeing past six minutes of, in a fist fight. And
2: even, I'm, I was going to say, even when he goes to the second round, he's like, it's time to get out of here. Yeah,
3: first it's minute of the so second long. round. Uh, I, I screwed up by going to the second round. We He must- sits, on the,
2: sits on the stool and is like, what am I doing believe. here? I can't Why believe is this fight not over?
3: Did. Why am I still invested in this fist fight? I'm gonna finish it right now. Uh, so as as persona non grata and flyweight uh, or heavyweight over nation can't take the action here, I would encourage people not to bet on Gaziev. However, this is what I've done uh, because part- <laughs> not not bet on him straight. I've put him in a parlay. And Connor, it's a pretty simple parlay. There are five legs to it. Wow. Uh, We'll get to it. It pays out 244. This will be the last leg and I'm making it known right now. He's only in this parlay to fulfill the gimmick and should the other four legs cash, we will be hedging with a bet on Jairzinho Rosenstrake uh, prior to this fight going down. So uh, I, the, it's not good enough odds for me to take Rosenstrake who hasn't looked particularly great lately, but Someone's just gonna get knocked out. Whether if Gaziev has a great chin, it's probably Rosenstrike. If Gaziev's chin, which we just haven't seen tested all that much, isn't that great? He's probably gonna gas out and Rosenstrike's gonna tag him. So
2: five legs
3: to the parlay. Five legs. You've figured it out, haven't you?
2: I have figured it out. I had one theory. I thought it was gonna be the guys ending their last name in V parlay, but that would only be four. Nope. What it is is the undefeated process. The undefeated parlay.
3: parlay. I mean, it can't, how can it lose? They've never they lost. They've never
2: lost. They've never lost. I mean, you're talking, what do we got? 22, 38, 42. Who's the last one? Who's the last one? And 10. So 52 and 0 combined between the five.
3: I mean, 52 and 0, that's better than Floyd Mayweather. That's that's better than Floyd Mayweather. That's almost two Habibs, really. That is almost two Habibs, that is true. They've never lost, so all I'm doing is betting on something that has never happened, continuing to never happen, you
0: know? There it is. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down.
2: Let's move to the co-main event. Lightweight bout, Vitor Petrino taking on Tyson Pedro. Uh, Vitor, a big favorite. Minus 305. Pedro, plus 245. Uh, and I assume you're taking uh, the undefeated 10-0, Vitor Petrino here.
3: He's undefeated. So, yes, I am taking Vitor Petrino. Uh, I also think I'm of this undefeated parlay, the leg I'm probably the most concerned about is Gaziev, but... I think Petrino could get upset. I mean, Tyson Pedro hits real hard. Guy's been around the block. He's seen a lot of things. But Petrino's dope, and he can take this to the ground and just have his way on the floor. Uh, So I I like Petrino here.
2: Yeah, I think this is going to be a slugfest. Uh, Ten wins for Pedro. All ten of them are in the first round. Uh, Petrino, I mean, if you go back and watch that Bukaskis knockout, I mean, that thing was nasty. Another thing in your favor, little MMA math, never fails. Uh, you know, Petrino beat Bukaskis. Tyson Pedro uh, did not. So, yeah, I mean, that that is going for you. We're cooking. I mean, we're cooking. But uh, I am not going to take the under. I'm not going to take a side. I'm going to take a prop. I'm going with Petrino by KO, plus 175 here. Um, I mean, I'm getting the undefeated minus 300 prospect favorite who has won seven of his 10 fights by knockout against a guy who has never won if the fight leaves the first round, has also been finished in the first round. That's a huge swing in odds. I mean, we're talking about almost 500 points there uh, to take what I think is the most likely outcome. So Petrino by KO, plus 175 is my pick.
3: I do want to circle back just because I forgot it. Put A note here, but we didn't talk about it. Uh, if you want to bet Gaziev, don't put him in. I mean, unless you're betting him in, uh, you know, undefeated parlay, that's fair. You can get Gaziev by knockout at plus 175. That just seems like a substantially better bet.
2: That's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. I mean, it's just like I think, I think Rosenstrike right now is plus 125, uh, plus 140 now, and I think him inside the distance, uh, yeah, it's the classic where they haven't updated it yet. Mm-hmm right now on bet online rosenstreik plus 140 rosenstreik into the distance plus 125 that's just plus ev gambling right there and that's just good that's what you want to get your money on that's good gambling right there uh, all right let's keep it rolling to the third fight the featured bout alex perez taking on Muhammad mahayev another Can you tell undefeated cross 10 and 0 10 Oof. and 0 for big uh, m squared Muhammad mahayev uh he is a favorite that is growing quickly when i checked the odds on sunday he was minus 240 he is now minus 360 uh so growing a lot of these favorites are are ballooning and ballooning fast uh so get in while you can i'm assuming you're taking the aforementioned muhammad mahaev
3: i am taking the aforementioned muhammad mahaev i also uh i don't want to double up but i strongly considered uh Mahayev by submission prop bet I'm just not going to because you know haven't won yet this year. Doubling up seems like maybe not the, the best way to move forward in that scenario. But Alex Perez has been submitted like five times in his career. Um, Mihayev is a tremendous grappler, a tremendous wrestler. I am also, because I'm not doubling up, I've, I've just gone. I mean, it's a flyweight fight, you know. But we've learned with Mahayev, you don't take the unders. You take Never. the fight does not go to the decision. Always it's minus one twenty-five uh, instead of doubling up with a Mahayev by submission and and under. And uh, I just I'm taking the fight does not go to the distance here.
2: Yeah, I'm actually on that as well. Uh, a lot I, of question, I figured you would be. Yeah, a lot of questions going into this one, man. I mean, first and foremost, back to back fights here, back to back flyweight fights. Do Matt Schnell and Alex Perez both make it? to the octagon on saturday since 2020 a combined 19 canceled bouts between them That's a lot they were supposed to fight each other and it got canceled four times both yeah. of them withdrew perez missed weight one time and then at one point it got rescheduled like it is madness both these dudes are, are are having a hard time making it into the octagon and they fight in back-to-back fights on saturday
3: i mean you can look at it that way what i look at it is they are so committed to the flyweight under lifestyle mm,
2: yes, that they, yes, yes.
3: sometimes it catches up to them. They can't even make it to the cage. That's how <laughs> committed they are to like the fights that. not going 13 minutes. You know,
2: that actually makes a great, you make a great point with that. Um, Perez alone, since November of 2020, he had 10 bouts canceled or rescheduled only fought twice. But man, when he was in there, it's not got, for long. He got submitted in the first round in both of those. Uh, but like in all honesty, it's, it's tough to know where he's at at this point in his career. Uh, you know, he's not old, he's, he's only 31, but like three and a half years of just constantly canceled fights. And then when you do fight, you're getting out of there. And like, I think he has a combined fight time of like four minutes over the last four years. Uh, it's kind of tough to know where your, where your head's at. Um, and like you said, he's been subbed five times. Mahaev, he almost exclusively wins by submission when, when he does get finishes, uh, and I kind of just feel like that's that's the fate of Perez here. Because um, to go off what you said, Mahayev, the 11th hour killer, can't take the under. The only time he's been to a decision in the UFC was against Charles Johnson, who we know hates
3: unders. Is, I mean, the number one hater.
2: The number one hater of unders. Uh, so yeah, I mean, four of his five wins have come by finish. I like the fight does not go to a decision on Perez, man. Not just the last two fights ending in the first round, six of his last seven haven't in the first round. Uh so I like this man. -120 for uh for fight doesn't go to a decision.
3: It's a good price. Especially cuz uh we've talked about it on a lot of other programs on the MMA fighting network this week, but a lot of stakes suddenly for this. Like I got Maha Mahia is going to come in a little juiced up cuz if he gets the win, I think I think he gets a title shot.
2: You, we think 301 against
3: i think 301 against Alejandro Pantoja because second
2: youngest champion of all time just a few days behind John Jones
3: he would be the third youngest champion cuz Jose okay, Aldo third. but you know okay, whatever. Right, no, right. nobody ever respects Jose Aldo i get okay, it right. uh but yeah i mean i just don't think you can get Brandon Royval a title shot against Alejandro Pantoja it's not like he lost to Pantoja like a year ago he lost to Pantoja Two months ago, lost Pantoja in December for the second time. That, that was the second time. He that lost. was the second time because he lost to him again like two years before. He has lost twice to this man in the last twenty six months or whatever. So, uh, I'm also just
2: not sure a split decision win. Like I like yeah, a split decision win gets you right back into the title shot like that. So yeah, I do think it's a valid point for Mahayev and you know undefeated at that the, point. He'll be so young. There's a storyline s- to build.
3: Six wins, five like if he goes out, assuming he does it, five finishes like that's I, I think he's the front runner so he's going to be juiced up he's going to come in there uh he's not going to get the knockout because he doesn't throw punches he he really doesn't throw punches it is astonishing how few strikes he has thrown in his UFC career to be 5 and oh. it, please it honestly
2: please give him the title shot because i uh undefeated prospect
3: 65 strikes total
2: against uh Against Alejandro Pantoja. I, I like our odds there. It
3: would it would be fun. So, but yeah, I uh, I think he's gonna be juiced up. Alex Perez likes to get finished. We're gonna get a finish here.
2: Uh, all right, let's keep it rolling to the next fight of the night. Matt Schnell taking on Steve Urseg. Uh, right now, Urseg is your favorite. Coming in at minus three ten. Schnell plus two fifty. Yeah, uh, another guy. I mean, we just talked about him, Schnell, withdrawing quite a bit. He was actually supposed to have this fight at 295 just a few months ago. Uh, and it's tough to trust his durability, man. He's getting up there, 34 years old. Last time out, he got dropped twice and KO'd pretty bad by Nicolau. He's been finished in all five of his UFC losses. He got finished on the Ultimate Fighter. I mean, it's just... I just feel like ersek has a... I feel like these guys are fairly matched in skill. And Urseg has a... A, a much better durability advantage and i think that's what's just going to come to fruition here and he's he's going to get his raised come saturday night
3: i agree um Schnell, you know a, a trooper for unders gotta love that about him
2: 19 of his last 22 if you count the ultimate fighter have not seen the third round I mean, that's a
3: a commitment to the lifestyle, which I respect. Uh, I'm interested to see how Ursig looks because he, you know, I mean, he just came on the scene basically out of nowhere. I mean, uh, eternal MMA champ, but comes in, beats David Dvorak. That immediately gets him. I think that was short notice, too. I want to say that he was a short notice replacement against Dvorak, so immediately gets himself uh, a ranking, and now, now he's fighting a top, you know, 12, top 15 dude. I, I don't know what Schnell what is in the UFC's rankings. And it's kind of a going concern. But two decisions, two for UFC fights. I want to see if he can get a finish. If you can't get a finish over Matt Schnell, that's a bit concerning. Um, but I, I think he does. I have, you know, I looked at the under, and then I said, we're doing not goes to decision for uh, Mahaev Perez. We could just do it again here. And Ango. then the spirit of flyweight unders is still carrying forth, taking the dude does not go to decision, minus 215.
2: I mean, you're talking about a guy in Steve Erceg, uh, I mean, great nickname, by the way, Astro Boy. You're talking about a guy in Steve Erceg that got the call out of nowhere to jump in on UFC 289 last year against David Dvorak as a massive underdog. Pulls off the dub at plus 240, goes out there and gets a win against Alessandro Costa, and then could beat number nine ranked Matt Schnell.
3: He's number nine. Wow.
2: You're talking about this guy could potentially be go from chilling and fighting in eternal MMA. One year ago, he was fighting in eternal MMA, eternal MMA 73. You're talking about from June of last year to now, nine months. He goes from not even talking about going and fighting in the UFC to being a top 10 flyweight.
3: I mean, look, he was on my, um, we did our voting. He was one of my breakout fighters for or rookie of the year. It's not breakout. We don't do the same for 2023 because dude came out of nowhere to be one of the 15 best flyweights in the world. Not nowhere. Eternal MMA, you know, Australian MMA. It's it's a developing scene, but not a, not a lot of people heard of Steve Erceg until he just bust in and, and now look at him go. Look at Astro Boy out there.
2: Stevie, baby astro shout out
3: stevie uh, is just a great name
2: currently ninety five hundred followers on twitter let's let's get him the push just just 413 more till we're at 10k folks let's get the k let's next do week. it
3: come on get out there after Astro, come boy. on
2: stevie Show i mean the love we got elia at freaking 3.5 million or whatever we can't get stevie up to 10k
3: the number is growing given his life every week. time
2: every time i check it he has a hundred thousand more followers that I tracks mean, Yep, 3.5 million now. Yeah, yeah I mean like yesterday that he was at like 3.3. That tracks. Oh, and it looks like uh it looks like he broke a record on El Hormiguero uh for the most watched show ever, five point one million viewers. Yeah. So I mean the the hits just keep on coming for Ilya. Dude. That 27.
3: Guy, it's 27.
2: Star. Star. I am. Uh, I'm going to be looking to make a trip, across the pond, to España, if that fight gets made. I can promise you that. I mean, that would be
3: that would be electric.
2: That would be an all time trip. That would be a trip I would never forget. Swipe the card, baby. We got American Express for a reason. America get those um, points. Let's America, America was built on credit card debt, baby. Uh, all right, let's keep it rolling to another fight with an undefeated prospect in it, Umar Nurmagomedov taking on Beksat Almakan. Is Beksad Almakan the the Steve Urseg of twenty
3: twenty four? Dude, legitimately, he could be. Not, I mean, it's not going to be because Umar is that dude. Like I, I've been saying for like two years now, I think Umar's the best bandway in the world. He's just gonna have to be able to prove it. He's not gonna get the opportunity for a while. Didn't fight at all last year. I, the number one most ducked fighter in MMA right now, like. As soon as he gets his day in court, it's going to be a bad time for his efforts, opposite. And instead, he gets the worst kind of fight imaginable—an incredibly difficult opponent that not a soul has heard of. Uh, you watched any Beksat tape? Dude, dude's gamer. Dude can fight. Dude. I did watch
2: some Beksat tape, some of it was. Did you watch the one where uh, like the octagon was like covered in rugs? Yeah, and like yeah, yeah. it was. Uh, it was a so deep dive.
3: Kazakhstan kicks ass,
2: man. It was it was a deep dive. I'll tell you that much. I, I couldn't agree with you more either. This dude goes from having a fight booked with number four bantam weight Corey Sandhagen to a Kazakhstan fighter making his UFC debut. That, like you said, no one has heard of, but he is seventeen and one.
3: A twenty six year old dog, just a. Ah, uh, I mean, one. It's going to be a really fun fight, I think, because I think. Uh, I think Bexit has enough to offer to not just be like a total pushover. Um, maybe we get something like a Mobster of Diego Lopez type performance where he loses, but it's compelling, it's interesting. I'm not sure, just because again, I am so high on Umar, but uh, I do think Bexit has a bright future. Uh, but I think Umar is the champion in waiting in this weight class. It's just how long that waiting lasts.
2: And and if the if the managerial staff at at Bexit. Incorporated was cooking it all. He's got a few fights on this deal. Stepping oh, on yeah. short notice, with Martin Fakamanov. We'll get up with a couple more shots at it after this,
3: for sure. Also, shout out to Bexit 44,000 followers on the gram. Um,
2: Come, on. Steve Steve, Talk to, to, Come on,
3: Steve, baby. Come on, get your
2: numbers up, man. Uh. Yeah, I think I I do think it's going to be a fun fight, man. Uh, I mean, I think Umar, like you said, just high on Umar. I think he's probably just just a class above him or two. Because uh, I mean, he did look good on some of that tape, but the level of competition is not Umar Namagametov. Well, no, it, it really it took him getting to that octagon league that he's been in in the last five or six fights, where he's really started fighting dudes with with real records uh, behind their names. So yes, I mean, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that the undefeated Nurmagomedov, that's a minus 1,200 favorite, is probably going to end up getting his hand raised uh, on Saturday, but that's not my bet. I'm using Umar as a parlay piece. Uh, as am I. I. I took him earlier this, this week at minus 700, um, you know, still a, a very inflated price, but uh, a little bit off the top. What I am doing, I'm taking the fight doesn't go to a decision at minus 150. Uh, I know Umar, not the biggest finisher. I think nine of his 16 fights or seven of his 16 fights have gone to a decision, but he's finished four of his last five. And I do think he is a level above Bexit here. I, I think Bexit is going to be, I don't want to say overwhelmed, but I feel like it's going to be like, oh man, this this dude is the real deal. And if he's not, and and he is this year's Steve Erseg, uh, 16 of Beskit's fights have knock on the distance uh, so yeah when you got a uh, an undefeated namaga medov as that big of a favorite who's finished four of his last fights i i like him to get the finish but say he doesn't i, I think uh i think if Bexit's pulling it off he probably gets it done by finish that's how most of his wins come
3: i i understand the bet i just don't i don't have one beyond the umar as a parlay piece that's adding no value. I mean, minus Um, 1300 is just doing nothing. So it's a five leg parlay, but it's, it's five legs that can lose. One of the legs offers nothing. Should it win just the best kind of gambling that you can do. That's great. That's smart. Sound gambling right there.
2: Uh, all right, let's head to the prelims. Eric Anders taking on Jamie Pickett in, uh, what some are saying is the middleweight fight of the year. Uh, this is peak been a lot weight. of them. But this yeah. Is, this is peak middleweight right now. Never thought I would say these words, but coming in as your minus 425 favorite, Eric Anders. Your thoughts?
3: I don't believe that Eric Anders should be a minus 400 favorite over really anyone um, in the UFC's middleweight division. That being said,
2: If he was going to be a minus 425 (laughs) Over anyone it's
3: going to be one (laughs) Kind
2: of feels like it'd be over Jamie P
3: I Don't want to disrespect Jamie Pickett because I don't know him I'm sure he's a lovely person I am unclear why he is currently Employed by the UFC He has lost Four in a row Um, He Two and six in the UFC Overall uh, and his last one, he got 30 27 by just I mean, Josh Fremd. Like Josh Fremd, fine. But if you're getting 30 27 by Fremd at the end of a three fight losing streak already, I'm not, I just don't know what's keeping you around uh, in the UFC. I don't know why they have not parted ways. Because of that, I can't bet on him. But at the same time, I would never touch Eric Anders at this price. This was, to me, a a very obvious, just don't be involved in this fist fight.
2: Uh, I am involved. Okay. I'm looking to make it three for three on the year. Uh, First, we bet Stolyaranko, Jalizu Stolioranko at chalk. We lost in pretty pretty bad fashion. Next up, Devin Clark. We bet Devin Clark at big chalk, brown bear. (laughs) Lost in embarrassing fashion. And here we are again. Back
3: to the well, baby.
2: Back to the well to bet a fighter that should not be this big of a favorite over anyone. And I'm betting them. And then on Saturday, when Eric Anders gets starched by Jamie Pickett, and I'm like, man, how did I have a losing week this week? I can go back and say, because I bet Eric Anders as a minus three thirty four favorite. So I got a little bit of value. Lines moved a little bit. Got a little bit of value, but uh, yeah, I do think that he is better than Jamie Pickett, bold at MMA, <laughs> and I think he's better in in about every facet of it. Uh, and I think he gets it done. I think he finishes him. So I think you, he finishes him. You parlay him with somebody, or is just straight bet? Parlayed him. Okay. And I took Anders inside the distance plus one forty five.
3: What I love about betting him uh, in a parlay piece is that, you know, at least if it hits, you're getting a lot of value for it. You know, it's like taking the dog shot. You're getting paid off when, when it does it. <laughs> yeah if it does
2: it if it does it we will I hope,
3: see i hope this wins i think this is an incredible move for you
2: though i'm, I'm actually hoping that it doesn't so we can just sit here and be like three Keep for three the baby boy rank Clark, and now who's,
3: Who, who's the next one that we can find for you
2: oh i'm sure it's coming on one of these apex cards we'll be at apex 100 before we know it uh next up phantom weight javid Bashar taking on Amen Zahabi Ariel Helwani returns to the octagon right now. Bashra minus minus seven hundred Zahabi plus five hundred. You're going uh there, huh?
3: I mean, you know it. He's uh, is he undefeated? Sure, <laughs> then He's in enough. the undefeated parlay. That's just that's just the simplicity that I bring to the table. Uh, i have also just never been sold on on Ariel hawani as a fighter, broadcaster. Maybe the best that there's ever been. Boxer darts i mean sure sure eddie hearn gave him the business a little bit the other day but i mean that the triple 20 whew, guys a hell of a dart player fist fighter eh. and uh javid basharad is very good at the fist fighting so i do believe that uh the Basharat brothers rise will continue
2: yes yeah, it's, it's, this is tough for for zahabi here uh i mean i know he's got like the best striking defense in the in the Bantamweight division like, at like 73%, but that's because Ricky Tercios went like 20 for 280 on strikes yeah. against him. Um but sure I do Like, I just feel like there's there's levels to the strike. Outside of him getting caught, I, I feel like his ability to mix in the takedowns and his his striking capabilities, he's, he's going to roll here.
3: Very much. Also, Connor, I, I'm excited to tell you that I found the next one in the lineage. Oh. Uh you know, in in a couple of weeks, here. Yeah, I mean, obviously next week we got a big card, but in a couple of weeks, we've got yet another venture into the apex. Uh, mm. I think that will be Apex 88. Yeah, Apex I, 88. 87. I had uh, no idea. Yeah, head titweasum, Marcin Tybur, great. Uh, on that fight card. Little fight called Kennedy and Zichukwu versus Ovent St. Prue. Inzuchuku, a minus four hundred favorite. That just feels
2: like a parlay piece. That That's like what it feels like piece, to me.
3: Right? That
2: feels I like mean, a parlay piece.
3: We all know Kennedy Chukwu. I know him well. That's a man you want to trust with minus 400 odds over anybody. <laughs> the
2: only, I guess it's also the common denominator here. It's just like, well, Anders is fighting James Pickett. I mean, Nzuchukwu is fighting Ovin St. Preux.
3: Yeah. OSB is old, man. Again. Yeah, it's true. That's what it is. That's what um, it is, no. And who exactly was Julius Stolyaranko fighting?
2: Oh, God. Juana Carolina, I can't even remember. <laughs> I cannot tell you who Devin Clark was fighting at this point. I cannot tell you.
3: <laughs> also, you were correct. It was Luana Carolina. Devin who Clark was Devin fighting. Clark fighting? Marcy Brack. Marcy Bracken. <laughs> <laughs> ah, So, in two weeks, cool. I anticipate... The Kennedy and the Chukwu bet mm. parlay leg from Connor Burks. If it's not there, I'm going to be disappointed.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's Main. That's Main. That's, that's big, the Komen. Business. That's big business. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this card is not good. This card is not good.
3: Yeah. But that's. that's, that's, that's These Apex
2: cards bad. are like getting to a point where it's just like, you have to just know that the Apex cards are going to be just dog yeah,
3: shit. Yeah, they're going to be bad. I actually don't. I don't mind this one. I, I kind of like a lot of the fights this week, but it's not great. But Listen, I like a lot of them.
2: The best two things going for this card is not the fights themselves. It's the lack of fights. We're up to 11 now. They have added a couple. We were at nine yesterday, and I was feeling real good.
3: 10, and, ten is the magic number. Also, you say perfect. we're up to 11, but as you previously oh, noted, yeah. Alex Prez and Matt Schnell are both We're losing scheduled. both of we're losing <laughs> at both those. At least one of these is gone.
2: Yeah, so we might as well say 10. Perfect, clean 10. 130 start, though. Supposed to be in Saudi Arabia this week. They're not. 1 30 p.m. start. I'm down with
3: that. Pristine.
2: I might be at lunch and just have it streaming on the phone, boys.
3: Love that. Where are we at on fights? Uh,
2: we got a three left, and I don't have much to say on, on all of these. Uh, I Loik, have
3: almost nothing. Beautiful.
2: Loic Radzibov taking uh, on Abdul Kareem al Uh, right now. Al-Sawadi is your... Favorite minus 162, Loik plus 136. I got nothing. I'm, I'm I'm staying away from this one.
3: I just, I have nothing, but I do want to let everyone know, in case you're unaware, uh, Al Sawadi was the Desert Force champion, and uh, they give out a shield it, it's like in lieu of a title belt. It's just like an old, sh- like a, a knight shield that's massive, and his topology photo is him with the Desert Force Featherweight Champion shield. <laughs> and it's the size of his body. It's truly an incredible photo, and I wanted to shout that out.
2: Uh, can we just talk about Desert Force being a pretty sick name, I have to say?
3: I mean, it's an awesome name. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, I see that now. Actually, I had not put two to, two and two together when I was going to his topology earlier. Yeah, that's yeah. a big old shield, man. It's just it's a gigantic shield. It's awesome. So uh, that's all I have to say on this fight. I have no action. Um, yeah. yeah, I got nothing either. Let's keep it rolling. To Christian Leroy, Duncan taking on Claudio, Hibero, and uh, Duncan, your favorite and growing, minus 298, Hebero 240. Hibero gets hit a lot, man. 31% striking defense and knocked out. He's obviously got a puncher's chance. Hits like a truck, but CLD, man, tall range. He uses that kickboxing. I think he avoids, avoids the power and, and gets this done. Probably finishes him, too.
3: I mean, normally I would agree. I don't have any bet here, uh, but in case you you know missed it last week, Chris Duncan, tough night at the office. Um, Ooh, that's
2: that's nice uh, preview there.
3: And I'm just saying, um, previously Chris Duncan was that last week or was it that was last week? Manuel Torres was last week, yeah. Uh, previously I had the Chris Duncan parlay, which was very successful um with chris you know with the original the first chris duncan going christian leroy duncan taking it out now maybe i don't know i don't know if that's foreboding i don't know what it is but i'm staying away
2: yeah i guess you could have done the anti chris duncan parlay that would have been great that would have been great stuff um all right we keep it moving The so two fights i'm curious to pick your brain on uh they've just been added ludovic klein taking on aj cunningham uh, right now, Ludovic minus minus eight hundred. AJ Cunningham plus five seventy five. AJ Cunningham, where did he come in on your uh, Dana White Contender Series ranking list?
3: Uh, he did not get. Well, let me check. I'm pretty sure I didn't well, he rank him because he lost by a
2: knockout. Yeah, he lost by a knockout. Um, let me Very check, make one. sure
3: because I did. I did pick a couple of people who lost that I was just like maybe would be okay. He was not one of them. Um, Feels like
2: he might be might be losing this weekend.
3: I mean, it, it's not set up well for him. I will say that uh, Stephen Wynn. I mean, I have to remember what I thought of Stephen Wynn. And by remember what I thought, I mean I'm going to pull up my rankings and to look at old Steve Wynn. Uh, oh yeah, Stephen Wynn was a just another guy. So if he lost to a just another guy, maybe not ideal. Though I will say, uh, yeah. Shemil Gaziev was also a just another guy, and look at him in the main event.
2: Look at him now; he's main event in the main event. <laughs> Uh, last but not least, Vinicius Olivero taking on Bernardo Sopa. Uh, Sopa coming on very short notice, flying in from Sweden. Actually had a fight booked for next oh. week at AFN in Sweden. Uh, still on his topology of having a fight this week and next. Um, this is. But we'll see. I mean, where did uh, Vinicius Olivero come in on your...
3: I'm I'm sorry. I'm a bit distracted by, uh, have you pulled up Sopa's, uh, tapology? This is a fascinating tattoo. He's got going, it's an eyeball, but with Roman numeral clock face in, you know, around the (laughs) iris, just Crying, crying, crying. And on the other pectoral appears to be a lion. So he's really gone for the most cliched, uh, tattoos imaginable, which, you know, Good for you, I guess. Uh, as far as I don't know, it looks pretty cool. The Lion King is his nickname as well. Is, is that really his nickname? Interesting. Yeah.
2: Interesting. If you scroll down on topology, too, you see Vinicius Oliveira and then uh, on the second, and then Ricardo Montero at AFN5 on the ninth.
3: Oh, yeah. Look at that. They just I mean, maybe he's still doing it, you know. <laughs> you know, maybe next week. Just go get the, give that paper. Uh, I liked Oliveira coming off Contender Series. He's an exciting dude, um, young can work. I know absolutely nothing about SOPA, so I obviously don't have any action. But I did like Olivera, so I'm excited to kind of see if he is, you know, can follow up on what I thought was a, a very strong effort on Contender Series. He's, but like he's still 27, 26. I mean, he's fairly young, so yeah.
2: Minus 148 right now for uh, for Oliveira. Uh yeah, I've watched Zero tape on uh. Yeah, I just know nothing about so him. Don't don't really know what to, know what to do with it, and that's that. That's UFC Vegas 87. Sounds good to me.
3: I mean that sounds terrific because, you know what this means now, right, Connor? Let's see. On here. to 299.
2: 299. Hey, Anthony Joshua versus Francis Ngannou next week is uh. Big week. Next week is a big one, folks. Big one. This is the we we work through this right now to get to the reward next week next week will be
3: unbelievable this is i mean this is what we're into the sport for i had people asking us today is 299 better than 300 it's not but it's a damn good fight card and you add oh, in great. you add in Nganu uh joshua on friday before whew, got that, a uh, stew
2: the scheduling there to have that on friday it's just so good it's so good but we'll talk about all of that next week see you then love y'all
1: podcast network
0: the NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA DraftKings brings you same game parlays live betting odds booths and so much more you can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code Vox MMA that's code Vox MMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks